Alright, today I am joined by the one and only Miss Fiona, straight out of Zim, and we have the boy Jude in the house supporting. Uh, Miss Fiona, how are you doing today, ma'am? I'm good, how are you? Doing good myself. Uh, so today we're going to be talking about Miss Fiona's journey, straight out of Zim to Vancouver, Canada. Mm -hmm. um, she, she has an interesting journey that I think most of you would enjoy. Um, so, without further ado... We start. Miss Fiona, what prompted you to leave Zimbabwe to come to Canada? Well, I wanted a better education. So I chose Canada because it was the furthest country away from Zimbabwe, to be honest. That was your reason? You just woke up and said, I want to go to the farthest away country? Pretty much, yeah. That's my story. <laughs> that's interesting. So uh, what's your take on people who say... When people leave their countries, it's more like they're ch chasing an opportunity rather than it's not necessarily a dream or whatever. Like, people who look at when you apply for a visa to come to Canada, they'll say um, you're trying to escape poverty and look for greener pastures. Is this true in your case or it's not? In my case, I don't think it's true. But I am so for, you know, going to a different country that's better than yours. You know, if your country is not doing so well and you want to do well for yourself, I mean, go for it. You know, I if I could bring everybody in Zimbabwe up here, I, I would, you know. Yeah. So do you feel at home in Canada or do you sometimes miss being in Zimbabwe? My home is Zimbabwe. I don't it's not that I don't feel at home here but my home is home and my home is my heart is in Zimbabwe so if someone has never been to Zimbabwe what type of uh, what would you tell them like it's my first time going to Zimbabwe I'm Canadian what would you tell me to expect and I don't know I would tell you to expect a lot of sun. <laughs> I mean, it's really hot there but it's very beautiful as well very friendly people and always always Always, I mean, always protect your wallet because, you know, if you walk down the streets, you can just find something missing. So, yeah. But it's a very nice place. It's beautiful, too. No, I'm scared. <laughs> um, so, what can you tell us about your experience in Canada? If I'm Zimbabwean and I want to come to Canada, what would you say I should expect? It's my first time out of Zimbabwe. I've never been to any other country. And I just got lucky in coming to Canada. Well, it's very different. I remember my first time here, my first time uh, getting out of that airport, coming out. I'm like, oh, my God, the city is so big and it's better and it's bright because back home, we, we don't have that many light. You know, we have problems with the electricity. So, yeah, everybody seems very friendly until you stay here for a while and then you kind of realize that, oh, no. Yeah, I'm black, so, you know, your race and your color kind of starts to hit you. When you're back home, you don't real, really realize that you're black until you come to a place where people see you as nothing else but black, if you get what I mean, right? Yeah, yeah, that's, 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 that's interesting. So, in Zimbabwe, you guys do not have issues with race? Or? I don't think so. Well, not really i wouldn't say issues with race but here we have a, an issue with racism against black people 
But back home, I would say it's more like racism against white people because of what they did to us back in the back in the days. People really don't like to associate with white people. Maybe I don't know, but it's it's different that way. All right. So would you say um, you're treated differently in Canada for being black or for being African? A little bit of both. A little bit of both, but I don't think they know the difference between being black or, or being black American and being African. So as long as you're black, you're black. They really don't and see do the difference. You, do you have any like example of where you felt that like you were being treated for being black and not, you know, I don't know, being Canadian? Um, I don't know. The racism here, you can't really feel it. What can I? How can I say this? Um, they don't really show that they're racist. They can be so nice to you. They can smile at you. They can love you. They can laugh with you. But there are certain things that they say about you that that's a bit racist. Or I've been left by the bus a couple of times. You know, I'm literally standing by the bus stop. The driver sees me and he just keeps driving past me. So it's... Yeah, and I've also heard of stories like I have a friend of mine. She's a nurse, mm-hmm. and she talks about how there's certain guests that come. Oh, sorry, not guests, but patients who come, and she's sent to them, and then they're like, "Oh no, I don't want her because she's black. Can you give me a white nurse or something?" So it's things like that, you know, that I hear about. So it's really eye-opening and life-changing as well. Oh, that's 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 quite interesting and unfortunate, I guess. Um, so would you say? I don't know. Like when you look at America, uh, racism is more of like defined. But in Canada, you, I don't know if I feel like there's there's, there's uh, people really actually know they're being racist. Like that's my feeling personally. Like, would you agree to that? Uh, partially, I think that America is so used to being racist. Bec- after let's say Trump people have become more open about their them being racist and you know their feelings towards black people but here in Canada because of the laws and the regulations and the discrimination policies and whatever people here are afraid of that so they don't really show that they're racist and it also plays um, the fact that they don't think that they're racist because I've had people be racist to me and tell me oh no um yeah my best friend's black or yeah I'm friends with so many black people and I'm like okay you're being racist right now being friends with a black person does not excuse you from being racist it makes absolutely no sense and that's you know what Canada is like Vancouver well yeah alright um what about so do you think this only happens to like black people or it happens to anybody who's not white that's a good question it just reminded me of a story i was coming back from work and i was going to the sky train station with these two indian men and this white man saw us coming and he's like oh my god what the f you know these what are these things coming you know you know and then he's like swearing so we followed him <laughs> and we went to stand next to him and then he just started cursing and swearing and throwing a tantrum and then we went to sit next to him on the sky train just to bug him so it just shows you that some people don't care 
about you know whether you're black or you're indian as long as you're not white you know they feel like you're inferior to them and they're better than you in every way well that's that's quite interesting interesting um so would you have you ever been a racist have i ever been racist towards who towards a non-black person white person indian chinese I wouldn't say that I've been racist towards anybody. I mean, I love all races. Everybody's okay. But I'm a bit, you can say I'm a bit biased towards my own race. Like, I love black people. I try to uplift my my own people, my own kind. You know, I would help my own pe- my own kind because we've been, we're the most looked down upon race. So if I can do something to help my own race, I mean, why not? They uh-huh. do the same thing, so I don't see why I shouldn't do the same thing too. All right, fair enough. Have you ever thought of asking yourself, like, why um, white Canadians, I assume that's who we're talking about, are racist? Or do you think, okay, let's just leave it at that? Well, not really. The when I when I was growing up in Zimbabwe. I've heard about racism, yes. It's a topic we talk about in school textbooks. Uh, you know, when we're talking about our independence and stuff like that. But we don't really talk in depth about what it means to be racist or, you know, what it feels like being discriminated against because of the color of your skin. We don't talk about all of that. But when I got here, that's when it started to click like, oh my God, people actually don't like me because I'm black or because I have brown skin or darker tan skin than they do. So, yeah. Nah, fair, fair enough, fair enough, fair enough. Um, I guess I can follow up on that question with um, when you're in Zimbabwe, right? Let's say a white person comes in your area how would you guys treat that person oh. would you see him as an as, a, as another human being or is it like this is a white person we see them as oh my god this is a white person <laughs> i mean it's it's embarrassing to talk about right now but because of the history like i said in people in zimbabwe and we also had our president mugabe who was very against white people and he instilled fear within um the black people in Zimbabwe that okay you know what white people are not welcome here white people are just here to take our land white people are here to destroy us so most people in Zimbabwe don't really I wouldn't say like they're more of afraid of white people than anything else but yeah it's pretty yeah it's pretty so don't you think it's the same like when you come from Zimbabwe and you're black and you're in Canada and the white person sees you they feel oh there goes a black person and because of the history because you can agree that black people do have like a history of violence and um uh the things that are shown in movies and stuff whereby it's like every black person you see is a gangster and for them when they see you that's what they're reminded of so can you say it's the same type of thing it's not the same. I understand Asians, like Chinese. They've never seen, most of them have never seen black people. And I understand the cultural shock. But we're, if we're talking about white people in America, I mean, they went to Africa. They took us from our homeland and brought us to their to their country or wherever they claim to be their country. Took our people and started treating us like slaves, right? So for them to say, oh, okay, 
yeah you know it makes no sense it makes no sense i understand someone who's never really interacted with a black person right rather than no i don't think so i don't know all right yeah, it's very hard to understand how a white person sees the world because I think all of us in here are black. But um, <laughs> what I'm trying to get at is, um, so what do you feel like we can do as, as a society to help reduce the racism? Because I feel like racism is not something that, um, what can I say? Like, it's not uh, I choose to be racist. But it's like something that's conditioned in you as you grow up and you cannot change. Like you're saying Zimbabweans are afraid of white people. Mm-hmm. That's not something you wake up and choose to say, okay, I'm afraid of this person. But it's yeah. because there's a history and it's constantly reminded mm-hmm. that these people came, they killed, they did this, they did that. But remember, this these things happened before you were born. And it's not like it's the same person mm. who you're interacting with. The white person that you meet today you can be a kid born on the same day as you. Mm-hmm. he's not his ancestor and you are not your ancestor so how do you think we can help uh, educate each other I guess or how do we break those barriers of whatever causes racism well that was my answer actually education I feel like most people are racist because they're uneducated or they think they're educated because they've read something in a textbook or someone else told them something but when once you feel like just because you're black or just because you're white you're better than someone else i mean that just shows that you're very uneducated and i was listening to this one lay white lady that made it our mission to kind of conform white people and show them that they are racist even though they feel like they're not racist right and she was talking about how it is possible to change the white race and see and their way of seeing black people and she was just talking about how um you can educate them i feel like maybe coming up with some way for our young kids to interact with each other like black having black kids talk to white white kids and have them interact with each other and kind of build a bond and break that barrier because they don't know anything about the past they don't know anything about slavery they have nothing to do with that past and most people are still dwelling on that past of oh you your great 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 grandfather was you know he he changed my great 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 grandfather's last name to jones or whatever and we just need to like move away from that forget the past although it's very hard and it's very very emotional for most people for me to even say okay you need to step out of that past and accept that this is how we are and it's also very hard to do that as well because of the way black people are treated especially in america they made it in such a way that even if you have a master's degree a phd whatever you have to succeed society still has a way of pushing you down either way so i don't know Uh, it's actually a very very difficult question to answer for me there are a lot of things that we can do but we can't change everybody at the same time it takes time it's going to take time can you picture a world without racism like is it possible to live in a world whereby we don't see race yes how well in my world (laughs) I mean If uh, in a, in a, in in the world that we live in today, right, there there are rules of engagement whereby 
in in you you know you're black and someone knows they're white mm-hmm. that's the creation of race so we're trying to go to a world where we don't have that is mm. it really possible though possible i would say not really because there are always going to be people who think that they're better than someone else and the same white lady i was talking about she mentioned something about how white people are so afraid of admitting that there's a race that is almost better than theirs or well, not better than theirs but other people are better right because once they admit that it means they lose all their privilege and who wouldn't want to keep their privilege i mean yeah oh, well, what type of privilege do you think they have though <laughs> I mean the privilege for example you know a black child could be arrested for 10 years and then a white kid could be arrested for 2 years for the exact same crime you know that's white privilege you know i have so many brothers and sisters in prison right now because of s- crimes that do not deserve the amount of punishment they got at this very moment and if you have a white judge and you commit a crime for example and i don't know there's a jury filled with white people what do you th- and this is a person who's black who's been convicted honestly what do you think the verdict is going to be they don't care about a black person right white people are going to be uh, with each other so i don't know fair enough fair enough fair enough um so i, I don't know i guess uh, we have a long way to go with educating each other but as a as a black person right i feel like you can only see the world from a black person's perspective mm-hmm. it's very difficult to see it from a white person's perspective because That's you know true. i know as as a guy as men men people say men have a privilege mm-hmm. in this world but when you're a guy you don't really see that privilege true but for the person who's who's on the other side they can feel it so sometimes how i've interacted with issues of race is sometimes you have to understand that the other person is just ignorant and exactly know. that's why i mentioned education people need to be educated about the other race or at least if you see a black person and you're not used to a black person being around you walk up to them and say hi yo how are you doing are you okay you know my name is introduce yourself make yourself familiar with a black person instead of just watching from afar and say i heard one asian lady say oh black people are scary and i'm thinking have you ever talked to one before at least try to talk to one before you say black people are scary So that's interesting. That means um we have we have a lot of work to do. Mm-hmm. But uh I don't know. If I feel like do you think uh okay, I have a question. Do you think that if you're Canadian, right, and you're black, mm-hmm. and if you're African and you're black, are you treated differently? Is 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 does a black Canadian have some form of better treatment than an a non-Canadian black person? That's a very 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 tough question. It depends with the color of your skin. They say that black people with a lighter toned skin are treated better than black people with a darker toned skin. And I've seen that to be so true in so many occasions. Like people tend to be more freaked out by someone with a very dark, 
you know, chocolate brown skin tone. So if you're Canadian, I'm guessing maybe you're kind of light because of the season here. You know, the weather here, it makes you a little bit lighter. And someone who's coming from Africa, Zanzibar over there, you know, without skin tone, you know, obviously, and the accent too, you know, yeah, I, I don't know, I guess. All right, all right. So, okay, we've talked about how and what we can do to end racism. Uh, I guess that's an ongoing topic. Like you yeah. cannot solve it over a day. But as well, what do you think black people should do? Because we cannot keep on saying racism for the next, you know, 20, 30 years. That's the thing, though. I feel like black people are the problem. We keep talking about racism over and over and over and over again. I mean, yes, society is unfair. Yes, this is unfair. Yeah, people, white people treat us like this. Yeah, but if you look at the population of Africans and black people in America, Canada, wherever it is, let's talk about America, for example, the number of black people in America can is big enough to change, you know, America, right? So, I don't know. I feel like we need to change our behavior. This um, idea that if you get a job and there's, let's say, an opening at your job, you don't want to tell another black person because you're afraid, oh, they'll take your job. Or you just don't want to see someone else succeed. We have that culture amongst us black people and that really needs to change. You know, we need to support each other, uplift each other, stand together. You know, together we're stronger and stop dividing because once we divide, they've already tried to divide us once and we're dividing each other again. I mean, it makes no sense to me at all. So, so what, what do you think causes that? that element of individuality in the black community I honestly don't know what do you think uh, I'm not sure I, I guess it's it's an element of poverty right because we are all coming from a place where we have scarce resources so you have to hold on to whatever resource you have so if you get an opportunity let's say to work in a Facebook the idea that if I get my friend to come and join me mm-hmm. it will result in me exactly and that's the mentality i'm talking about that we need to get rid of we need to you know move away from that i mean it won't hurt you to just support someone else even if they do better than you it's better that way i mean we need to stop being selfish so how do you do that because i think this thing took years to get to right like we didn't just wake up and say i don't want to see another black man succeed or black woman succeed I know, so yeah. Do you think we have to change what the entertainment? What What would you say impacts black people? Like I know music probably affects a lot of us, but yeah, how do we do it? How come Mr. Jude has been here saying nothing? <laughs> that is so true. Come, are you not a black man? I'm a different kind of black man. Tell Ooh. us, Jude. So, Mr. Jude, think? all right. What's your take on this racism topic? I know I've heard a lot about you being affected by it. Uh, the streets are talking. Actually, racism for me is... The problem with racism is categorizing and language. Those are the two problems with racism. Categorizing the fact that when we label ourselves as black, brown... I heard brown recently, that's stupid. <laughs> when we categorize ourselves as white, black, brown, wow. and all of that... Um, it, it brings a separation automatically. It's just like when you say gay and straight. When people are um, sexually, like people when I engage in sexual activities with the opposite sex, they don't actually have a name. 
But when somebody engages in a sexual activity with the same sex, they call them gay. And the categorizing is a problem because people now see them as something, as labeled and, I don't know, they just see them labeled, that's what I mean. Mm-hmm. So that's the same thing with racism. So when you label someone as black, brown, white, whatever, that's mm-hmm. the problem. And also sensitization, when you don't emphasize on knowledge, it fades away. So when you keep saying racism, 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 and keep preaching it, the knowledge transfers from the younger ones, sorry, from the older ones to the younger ones, and they grow with it and transfer to their children. So that's how it goes, because we keep emphasizing the knowledge, so it never ends. For me, that's the major problem in racism. But I never feel racism, because... I'm a different kind of black man. <laughs> That's the confidence that comes with the self-esteem. When I go into a place, I feel like I'm better than everybody. Everybody. And that's how every black man should be when you go into the place. Because the prop white people really see racism and feel black people white people are racist mostly. It's because it's because they think white men see themselves as better. So if you as a black man see yourself as better than every other person, then automatically you become um you dominate your environment. So that's how I go anywhere I go to. When I go there, make sure you know me. You call my name. Make sure I make an impact. But don't you think that will create racism against white people? No, it's going to create equality because the way we see the society and we see black white people as being up there and black people being somewhere below. So when the black people try to equalize their self-esteem, it brings, should I say equity or something? Yeah. That's it. How is that it, Mr. G? We're going to have to bring it back, man. Um, <laughs> I, I feel what you're saying, but don't you think, like, uh, when we say racism, the, the, it's, it's deeper than just being about skin color. It goes even into the structure or, like, the structures that are there, the government structures. I mean, if you look at, let me give you an example, a statistic that came out of Canadian visas being declined. The number of Africans that are being denied is getting higher the number of Indians that are being denied are getting higher and then the Chinese are getting lower. In that situation, that's a, more of a systematic form of racism because in Canada, you already have a lower number of black people. And Okay, um, the first thing I should say about that is if we understand one thing, and this was a Charles Darwin's theory, that everybody was black and everybody who is not black is as a result of genetic engineering. No disrespect to everybody, to anybody who's listening, but that's the truth. And it wasn't my theory. It was made by a white man. So we have to understand that. So if everybody understands that way, they're supposed to be black or their ancestors were black, then we know we're all together. And then there'll be nothing like sidelining or kicking people aside. And then I also understand that racism is beyond color. It's also attitude and all of that. But that's why I spoke about knowledge. When you have to, when you let the knowledge fade away, it doesn't transfer to the next generation. And sensitization becomes a problem there because when you keep saying this and um, like racism and carrying bots and saying say no to racism, how many times do you people come and say, I'll teach you how to make money on YouTube and you never make any money on YouTube, but they are telling you about it every day. The same thing about racism. People tell you stop racism on the streets, carry billboards and all that. It doesn't make any sense. Instead, you're passing because people get curious and be like, what's racism? Like, oh, some superior to black people and then they learn. And the knowledge passes on. So sensitization is also a problem to me. I disagree strongly. Yeah? Like, but I really disagree. <laughs> don't you feel, okay, <laughs> Mr. Jude, you're saying that we should stop talking about racism or... No. But then I feel like... No, I'm not saying we should stop talking about racism. I'm saying we should correct what matters. I'm not saying we should educate. The way we are educating racism is wrong. That's what I mean. 
when you carry billboards and speak about it and all of that is wrong. What we should do is um, attitude correction, try to correct the psychology behind racism instead of um, trying to educate and just throw words out there for people to expect them to know about racism. That's what I mean. All right. So, Mr. Jude, final question, sir. If you were standing in front of a racist uh, white man, what would you say to him? Um, I don't think I would stand in front of a white man and be racist to me because I, I, if I stand before anybody, I think I'm better <laughs> than him. So y- you can't be racist when you're with me. I should be racist when I'm with you because I feel better than everybody I stand with. But uh, let's say you're applying for a job, right? And then someone just doesn't give you the job because you're black. Yeah, then he lost me. I didn't lose the job. He lost me. He lost the opportunity to have me work for him. That's how I see it. Okay. That's on your part. But, but then our topic, we're talking about <laughs> that happening over and over and over and over and over again. More than a million times, this has happened to black people. Okay. White, you know. Let, let, let me come in. Just imagine black people were like the rulers, like maybe develop themselves instead of white black people trying to be defensive about things. What if black people were the authority? What if Bill Gates was a black man? What if Jeff Bezos was a black man? What if um, the president Donald Trump was a black man? What if black people were in authority? We had of, a black president, Barack Obama, but what did that do? Nothing. No, the, the question is what did Obama do, not what did that do? The power was left to Obama to make the corrections, but he, he neglected it. So people, like, I have to chip in something here. When um, Donald Trump came into power, people were, people disagreed with that. And then I listened to what we said on the song, before you build, you got to destroy before you elevate. And then I like, and I really appreciated why Donald Trump is on seats because what he's doing is called a disruption. So if there's ever going to be a black president, the best time is to come after Donald Trump because Donald Trump has done a lot of disruptions that could um I don't know could help the black community grow so I I'll say this is the time for black people and don't feel don't have never have low self-esteem as a black man free our black people <laughs> free our black yeah. people all right man this is a interesting topic man um I don't know, guys, do you still have anything more to talk about on this racism issue? For me, it's a complicated issue. I've, I've suffered racism in the workplace. I've suffered racism uh, how you're treated. But, you know, we come from Zimbabwe. One thing that I love about our former president, he taught us to know that nobody's above anyone. We're all equal, just human beings trying to exactly. find... Exactly. Exactly. Like that's uh, I don't know which Zimbabwe <laughs> you grew up in, but in Zimbabwe, everybody was equal. There was no separation. And there's the guy who took away every white person's land. He took away every farmer's land. If you're all white and you're a farmer and you own land, he took all of that away. But there is no white person in Zimbabwe owns land. The and that's the same no, 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 no. The reasoning behind the land grabs or the idea behind it was because you're the minority owning the majority of the I land. Think, I think the whole thing about racism is subjective. Yeah. What people think about racism is dependent on their personality and their perspective. Yeah. So the way you see racism is different from the way another black person is going to see it and different from the way a white man or an Asian would see it. So Yeah, because I, I lived in Ghana and I faced racism between black people. I went to get a house severally and they said, no Nigerians. I thought you guys called that tribalism. <laughs> no, that, that okay. What yeah. if we? Yeah, what if the person who said no Nigerian was white? What would we call that? That becomes racism. racism. Exactly. So Define it means. Racism. So it means the black woman was racist. Mm. 
also mm-hmm. just so now you know you're defining racism if you say if the person was white you define racism based on color yeah yeah so i'm saying it's not just based on color it's based on the attitude of the people as well if racism is just um, i don't um, another thing I, about racism is the bias about race every every human being is is from theory this is not just from i wish i could quote the person exactly but there's a, a theory that said every human being is biased so you'd never place you probably not place your 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 friend over your brother you place your brother first right mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so that's the same thing that comes to racism a white man want to place a white man or somebody who's closer to his heart over a black man so it's just everything is subjective and all the way you see it all right so what if when a white person sees you walking or about to get on a bus and they scream out the n word what are they trying to do to you oh no he wouldn't scream out the n word if he doesn't want to get killed <laughs> But <laughs> intention is doing that to provoke you, right? He's not doing it to be su- but to, he's expecting a reaction. Yeah, that's really going to provoke me. That's that's going to work when he does that because he might he might really get killed. I'm Ooh, I have a question. Yeah. What do you guys think about there was an idea someone brought up about how white people should just stay in America and Canada and every black person needs to move back to Africa? Oh no, that doesn't make any sense. Uh, that like that doesn't separating races. White people that have their own stuff. White white white, white um white people don't own North America. North America is Native American, and they were called um their um First Nation. The people we call First Nation now, and then in way back they recognized them as Red Indians, and then gradually they they said that was racist, and it now transitioned to. First Nation and mm-hmm. yeah, so if you say white people stay in Canada, it means you th- you're asking white people to take over the land that doesn't belong to them, and then this First Nation, these Red Indians were closer the traits from them. If you check theories and all of that, the traits are closer to Africans than even whites. So that's why you see them with black hair. And um, even it, this is another topic. Like uh, the white race is the only race with the with the um, different colors of hair. If you've ever noticed, if I check, Asians have black hair. Every other people, every other set of people have black hair. This just proves the the Charles Darwin theory even further that um, other races are is product or outcome of genetic engineering. And this is not my word. You can read it for yourself. I definitely do not know this topic. Uh, I know. <laughs> but what what I can say, guys, is um, what was the question again? I don't remember. All right. <laughs> All right. I you, guess you, it's time you, to go. You and Charles. Dar- oh, this is not the time to go. We still got a long, long time. But now we are about to change gears and go into the next uh, interesting topic, which is not really dark. Uh, this is the part where I really love. We get to speak about my favorite continent on this earth, the continent, the motherland. Um, so I have two Africans in this room. Which country do you want? You guys want to talk about? I don't know anything about Nigeria than the movies. Let's talk about South Africa. Let's talk oh. about South Africa. Yes. Who knows South Africa? Why not Zimbabwe? You know more Zimbabwe than you do South Africa. Were you raised in South Africa? No, because I was not raised in South Africa. Can I tell you one thing that I have a problem with? And this is the first time saying it in front of a Nigerian, actually. <laughs> I have a problem with two countries in Africa. South Africa and Nigeria because when people say Africa they usually mean Nigeria and South Africa exactly they don't mean any other part of, <laughs> of, of, of they the, the mostly mean Nigeria because we're the giants of Africa if, we, if we're not in Africa then probably wouldn't matter but don't you think that there's a problem with that like you have 54 countries and only two uh, 
that are nominated or when an artist goes on a world tour and they go around the world and <laughs> one day they visit Africa they visit South Africa and they say I've been to the world but really you have 54 countries and only two main superpowers and the two superpowers you only have one state well I feel like in when it comes to Nigeria they made their name big because of most Nigerian travelers, Nigerian men are known for scamming people. N- it's not trying to be racist that's, that's or anything, <laughs> but they are known for scamming women, especially white women that are into black men, you know, and they just Boom. say they found an opportunity to like take money from white women. So that's how Nigeria got its name. In South Africa, we have a long history to talk about. A long history for. Let, 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 me, let me explain something about, about Nigeria. You must, you must understand. In South Africa. Um, sorry, let me, let me just get the mic up to my, to my mouth because I have a lot to say about Nigeria right now. Yeah, if B- um, BBC or Fox woke up tomorrow and um, like they just published a news or a headline that um, 3 billion people survived the day, do you think that would be a good news? Nobody wants to hear good news, right? Mm-hmm. But if they wake up and say, the whole of Canada got bombed and everybody died. That would be a big news for them. Make them a lot of money. So now the same thing goes to Nigeria. When they say Nigerians are scamming people, that's the news people want to hear. But the the graduates, um, the last, um, I think the Harvard graduates in um, like 82 were Nigerians. And out of the 82, most of them were top class students from Harvard University. Did you see that on the news? No. The richest black man is Nigerian. How many times do you hear that? You don't hear it. The biggest industries are in Lagos, Nigeria. Do you hear that? No. The biggest economy in Africa is Nigerian. Do you see that on the news? No. You see? So this the, this good things that... The flourishing part of Nigeria, you don't see it on the news. You only hear the bad part, like um, um, scamming, which is, if anybody gets scammed, it's out of greed and out of being foolish. <laughs> yeah, that's the only that's the only thing that take that can make you get scammed if you get scammed because I don't as a Nigerian man I don't think I can ever get scammed. <laughs> um one person explained the issue of Nigerians which will, she's a South African. She said Nigeria is probably popular because Nigerians are the African brothers or sisters who are very loud and braggy mm-hmm. whereas when you look at South of uh, the Sahara, you have uh, no, 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 no. You, you know, have you, you, have you ever heard of the the phrase the confidence that comes with the talent? Have you ever heard of that? No. Okay. No, no. I agree, but what I'm saying is, when you look at like South Africa, Zimbabwe, Botswana, like you have people who are more of uh, we are good at what we do, but we don't talk about it, right? Like it's just in the culture. Exactly. Then you don't trust what you do. It's not that they don't trust what they do. It's no. the culture is. So let's say you have a Benz, right? You buy a car, the best car. You drive it, but you don't walk out and say, that's my car. Like, that's just the culture. There's um, this man, I think his name is Patrick. Um, I don't know. I I forgot his thing. He said something about the present lie and the future truth. Bragging, the thing people see as bragging is called, is the best way to refer to it is, is, is the future truth. So if you say um, I have a Benz or you're b- talking about things in a very big way like we Nigerians do, it tends to manifest. And that's why Nigeria is always going to flourish. So when you see things as, it's kind of a faith move. When I say I'm the richest man here, I'm the most confident person here, like I just said, I'm the best person wherever I go to. 
it tends to manifest because that's the future truth. It doesn't matter what you see now. So that's what goes on in Nigeria. So when you say when when you when you don't get to express your confidence, that's that's on you really. That's just that's just on you. It has nothing to do with Nigeria being braggadocious like some people. But say. then do you not think with us only having two countries in Africa when you have fifty four countries, that's what has been holding back like the continent. Like in a way we all ignore like if someone was to rise up for example from Ivory Coast, we just be like eh. the, the, the thing is if any country in Africa is not popular, I think the country is responsible for it. I'm going to give you an instance. Tanzania. Just two musicians I know from Tanzania, Diamond Platinum and I forgot his name. The other, there's an artist coming up. They've been able to put Tanzania on the map, on the music map for like just the, like four years. Tanzania is everywhere. I never knew Tanzania had music before those two guys came up. So if any country is not on the map in Africa, I think the country, the country should be held to blame or they are responsible for whatever. Right. It's not Nigeria to be... No, no, we're not blaming Nigeria for this. What we're saying is, how do we improve? Because the goal is to help change the narrative of what it means to be African. Yeah, brand, brand yourself, like, attract people to yourself. Like, in Nigeria, people can go to Nigeria for various reasons. To, to say Nigerian people are nice, they're, they're funny and stuff like that. You can go to Nigeria for different reasons. But if I ask you, why would you go to Equatorial Guinea? Did you know a country like that was in Africa? Yes, why it's on the equator, I think. Why, <laughs> why would you go to Equatorial Guinea? What do you think they have? I don't know anything about Why would Equatorial you go to Guinea? Gabon? I know like nothing about Gabon. Uh, yeah. See, see, they have like go- what food could you call one? Jollof? No, Equatorial Guinea doesn't have Jollof. Could you call one? No, because they have not been able to brand themselves. Like Jollof, do you know Jollof? Um, I'm Nigerian, I'm not supposed to say this. But Jollof is actually Senegalese. But who put it on the map? Nigeria. Ghana. And Ghana. But Nigeria put it on the map because everything we do, the Ghana. celebrations, the weddings and everything, is even Nigerians don't even believe or won't even accept that Jollof is Senegalese because of how much we Nigerians have branded it. So if other countries want to be like the top countries in Africa, why don't you come out with something, brand yourselves. Even like putting Zimbabwe on the map, do you know how much um, Mugabe did for Zimbabwe? from just his comment and everything he said on the TV and everything. Even then, just got to know about Zimbabwe. I really didn't know much about Zimbabwe until Mugabe was president. Or he started saying, and he was probably was president for a long time. Until he started yeah, saying so those I things. He was yeah. president before we were both born, man. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But until he started, I started getting his comments on Facebook and all that, that's when I knew about, like, I knew a lot about Zimbabwe. Facts, facts. Yeah. So you're saying as Africans, we have to change our mentality and instead of saying, oh, look at Nigeria, look exactly. at this, we should come to the table with uh, making noise and bringing value? Yeah, come to, yeah, come to the table with value That's and awesome. brand yourself. Branding is, is a big thing in, in the world right now. Packaging. You don't have any money in your pocket, package yourself. And you touched on, a, on, a, on an important subject. You know, uh, growing up, the one thing we always heard was Jay-Z or Puff Daddy was going to be the first black billionaire. But... Mm. How come, like, you know, if you look at Africa, we have over 40 black billionaires, right? And as you say, the richest man, black man is Nigerian. But how come his story is not really told out there? How come, the, in a way, the world doesn't accept him? Because we grew up thinking Jay-Z was going to be the first billionaire, but he's not. Um, this this thing about, um, there are many more billionaires. I, th- I think there are, there are probably people as rich as Bill Gates that are black people. But the money the money can really be traced. Um. I would say that, but Jay Z and Puff Daddy, they, I think they, I would say they, they recognized to be hip hop billionaires, but the real billionaires who will actually do business, why they don't recognize them 
is because they don't want to be recognized. Jay-Z is, is a public figure. Dangote doesn't want he, to brand his face. He'd rather brand his product. He'd rather hear of Dangote Cement, but not Dangote as a personality. So people actually do like the legit business and do like the actual business. You wouldn't hear the brand, like the facial or the personality brand. You'd rather hear the product instead. All right. So the motto of this podcast as we end this part of the interview is we're changing the African narrative changing how an African views himself and changing how the world views an African. How would you want to change the narrative of your lovely continent, Mr. Jude and Miss Fiona? Do you want to go first? You start. And now they argue. (laughs) (laughs) Change the narrative of my country. Continent. Continent. Oh, yeah. Bringing everybody up. Oh, I would really love people to stop showcasing africa as the poor place you know (laughs) we don't want (laughs) to see that because that's really not what africa (laughs) looks like mostly i remember talking to jude actually when i first met him here he was like oh fiona why are these houses so small (laughs) and i'm thinking oh yeah i know too i felt the same way when i got here they're so tiny like and then they feel like oh africa is so you know small everybody there's poor no it's not like that no i mean yes large population of africa is poor but it's it's really beautiful it's rich in you know minerals and all these beautiful animals landscape that's so gorgeous that people here would just die for and you will never see CNN, for example, talk about Africa in a good light. They would always just talk about how there was a starving kid on the street with the bones sticking out. You know, it's something like that. They need to, like, I don't know, portray us in a better way. Awesome, awesome. Mr. Jude, how would you want to change the narrative of Africa and Africans? Yeah, um, partly I would say um, Africans are, are responsible also. Um, because if um, I would go back to my topic where I said uh, where I spoke about branding yourself, packaging yourself, the way sometimes we Africans portray ourselves, we 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 look because I I tend to see Africans even in Vancouver and I'm like oh shit this is why they think we are really poor, you know. But if if you if you as an African can look good and try to like when you're addressing issues you as you address as someone who's very civilized and do stuff the right way and spread the good news because people don't really know. The people in Vancouver, people who haven't been to Africa, don't really know about Africa. That's another topic right there. Can you put that down? <laughs> that is one thing that yes, ma'am. bugs me the most. Who the hell gets to define what civilization is? Who told you that walking out the street naked, that's our culture, that's our tradition. We had white people <laughs> come into our land and tell us what civilization is. Who the hell gave them the power and authority to tell us that we ain't civilized because we walk like this or we talk like this or we act like this? Who made them the boss to define what civilization You're is? You're not the boss of me? Yeah, I mean, yeah. Come on. there's uh, no, I don't believe in that crap. I mean, it's tradition. Tradition's tradition. Well, I, did, I, did, okay. I, did, I didn't define civilized. I just, okay, what I meant You said was, act civilized. Yeah, act what civilized. is civilized? Um, civilized okay. according to whose definition? Okay, okay. okay. But what I meant was like comport yourselves rightly. I think that's that's what. What, what is right to you? Comport yourself rightly. Do you know, keep the right manners. I don't know. What manners? Manners according to who? 
According to, I don't know what's different. To, to, <laughs> to the Western view, no, you know no, what? No, what, what? Because the white man <laughs> told us, oh, you're supposed to eat with a fork and knife. You're supposed to eat with a fork and knife. That's, how, that's what we're supposed to do, right? If you go in a restaurant or go in a hotel and you use your hands, our tradition is you use your hands when you eat. But if you do that in a restaurant, they're going to be like, oh, my God, you're such a pig. Oh, no, that's that's not what I mean. Like, I think comforting yourself has to do with making other people comfortable to stay around you. That's what it means. Okay, and yeah. who so gets to define what makes someone else comfortable? Like, when we talk about... Okay, let's talk about the way Africa. It, it really eat. depends on the environment where you find yourself. If, no. Yeah, if you're, if, you're, if you're in an environment where people don't like, don't like loud music, why play loud music? You understand what I mean? So, it really depends on the environment where you find yourself. That's, that's how you should comport yourself. You shouldn't just... People are wearing clothes to church and you walk naked inside church. You know? But we were talking about, you know. <laughs> but okay, I get it. Facts on facts, man. Yeah. Look, guys, uh, this interview can go along. Are we coming back next week with Mr. Jude? Everything will be on Jude next week. We're talking music, we're talking women, we're talking. Um, what else is Mr. Jude into? All right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna talk. We we'll talk fashion. about. We're gonna talk about fashion. We're gonna talk about um everything. But hang out for the next segment. I'm just gonna be giving you guys a tip on places to visit for your next vacation. Please visit Africa, man. You know what I mean. Go well, enjoy. Go learn. Go learn a lot. Visit Nigeria, Leo. ladies and gentlemen. I so said we're coming back on the next segment. All right. No, we're not going. Let anywhere. me tell them about Zimbabwe. Wait, Zimbabwe has wait. the seven. Would you shut up, please, now? Can we? Ah, welcome to the new segment, uh, Visit Africa. This is sponsored by me, myself and I, encouraging you guys for your next vacation. Please visit Africa, consider Africa. It's quite a beautiful place to visit. Um, today, we'll be talking about Zimbabwe. So we have our very good friend, Jude, who's never been to Zim. So hopefully, me and Fiona here can um, convince him. him for his wedding in the Vic Falls, you know? <laughs> where the smoke that thunders, man. Where, where else in the world do you get smoke that thunders? Mosia Tunya. All right, so Miss Fiona, please tell us. Uh, I'm Jude. I'm coming to Zim. Mm-hmm. Where should I go? Victoria Falls. I think that that's the only place you should leave a visit in Zimbabwe. It's so beautiful. People are always talking about Toronto and their falls. What are they called? Niagara Falls. And then I look at them and I'm, I'm like, uh okay they're okay they're but you've never really seen beautiful falls before you visit victoria falls i think they're like six times bigger than and longer than niagara falls or even longer actually you know and it's so beautiful we have nice hotels there four star five star hotels victoria hotel we have elephant hills hotel if you like that sort of thing or if you want to live with nature you know we have motels and hostels is it where you sleep and you can just watch elephants walking past you giraffes walking past you you know you get to shower outside you get to you know live the african dream Shower outside yeah it's pretty oh. nice it's pretty pretty nice what are the people like in victoria so you're saying if I, oh yeah what are the people like sorry the people mm-hmm. they're great they're really nice. I mean, everybody is always so welcoming towards tourists. What are the girls like? That's an important question. The girls have big booties. Oh, yeah. Then I'm yeah. Really? You know us <laughs> women, African women, we got the body. See, it reminds me of, a, anyway, <laughs> <laughs> of a time when I was a little boy. All right, so Vic Falls, um, 
me man I I recommend that when you come to Zim you know the best place I would say it's not uh, I guess the second best you can visit the Eastern Highlands uh, in Inyanga there you can go for yeah. what do they call it uh, mountain climbing uh, you can enjoy great vegetation greenery and you get to see the first group of people who try to go to the moon yes we failed but there is a structure there of how they try to go to the moon uh, which you can see so No. Uh, okay, let me tell you the backstory to this. So one day, these guys were sitting and they were looking at the moon, and the king was like, "I'd like to eat in that plate." And so they started building a structure. So rumor has it this is the time when, because we are very superstitious back home, this is the time when languages were created because these people were building this structure and they spoke the same language. Okay. But then God was like, "Okay, these fools." So he he construct he sent the angels to go and stop them from doing it and uh told them to change their languages so that they don't understand each other. But this is just history man. We have a lot of stories back home. So that's an interesting place to go and see when you're in Zim you can see it across and the funny thing is we have mountains that are where, where you can disappear if you disrespect the mountain. Oh yeah, like that. What do you call that cave? Uh, Chinoy Caves. Chinoy yeah. Caves. That is one beautiful cave. Like I've been there like six times, maybe. If you disrespected, you disappear. If you disrespected, they say you will disappear. disappear. So, for example, you see a small stone, and you're like, "Oh, that's a small stone." Nobody will see you again. You don't say anything about where you're at or what what you see. You just look and get out. That is the when they say. Wakanda. And they say that they used those caves during the fight for independence. They used to hide in the waters and in the caves. And they also say that in those caves, if you look carefully, you can see mermaids, you know, swimming around. So, Mr. Jude. And it's so deep, and the water is so blue. It's so it's like a deep, deep, deep blue. You know, it's it's very nice. Very it's like Marco mermaids. If you watch the the cartoon or the Disney film. Yeah, Marco Ma- Mermaids if you watch that, the way it is in there, it's like that but bigger. My suggestion for you is the food though. Just make sure you have an empty stomach, eat the road runners. Uh and visit Fiona's house, she'll cook for you. Oh, wow. <laughs> Sadza and I can't cook. <laughs> Sadza and vegetables, man. Um I'm kidding. The one thing I love about Zim is the beautiful thing, you know, I, I think our major capital is our people. If you're in Zim, the best thing that you can enjoy is the people. Um they will they will take care of you. Nobody cares about what you do. Back in the day uh back in the day, hi- history has it when you are visiting Zim, um when you visit a farm, people would leave a pot, they would leave firewood for you near their fields so that when you're hungry if you feel hungry and you're a traveler you can just cook yourself some food yeah imagine that that's how beautiful the people were before oh. your forefathers your white people came around <laughs> this sounds like a racist you know, <laughs> <laughs> you know but took advantage of our niceness but yeah <laughs> but <laughs> i would say if you're you know you say white people like it wasn't the whole white community that came to to disrupt the, the good life in Africa. Mostly white. Mostly, no, why why we say that it is because that's how our history has been told. And, and we um, were colonized by the British. But anyway, so. this is about tourism and I'm trying to get white people <laughs> to visit our country. Please go learn more about our country and uh we, Oh, and if you've never been in Africa at all, Zimbabwe. I would 
say you should go to Zimbabwe, but you should look for the entire experience. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, don't go just spend a day. into the villages, live with the people. You know, they'll be more than welcome for you to come and live with them. See, experience how someone else lives. That is an experience you can never give back, right? Living in those tiny hard huts where five ten people are living and sleeping in the same room you know singing dancing music the culture the food you know you everybody needs to experience that you know just put all your you know your luxury aside and just live a decent common life for a few days i think you'll be fine with no internet no wi-fi no phone no radio nothing just a nice quiet living so yeah visit zimbabwe uh, I don't know. Jude, what did you hear about Zimbabwe? I know, I know you hate on us, but any women. nice things? Women. <laughs> yeah, women are Superman. Oh, <laughs> and did you LKM. hear? Did you recently hear about our men? You know, they say our men have the biggest, you know, biggest what? Biggest what? Eggplants, you know, <laughs> eggplant emojis. Oh. Girls, women, come on, come on, it come on. It reminds me of a video I saw online where the the the, the guys were complaining about the. Okay, use the certain word prod. What are, what are condoms called, man? The scientific I'm word. Sure I, don't, I don't really know about sexual stuff. I'm, the, I'm, the scientific I'm word. Right now. All right, the scientific <laughs> word for condoms, I've forgotten about it, but the prolific? Chinese guy. Pro, yeah, prolific. And the guys like the Zimbabwe minister complained that they sent them <laughs> the wrong size. That's just how big the Eric Plant emojis search, search, are. Search, search for this, okay? Don't just saying. My name is King Kevin. Anyway. Hey man, I know you're tired of, you know, your tiny two inches. What are you for all right, all right, all right. This is going to stop. I'm just going to stop it. In this segment, I tell you a little bit of history about a country. So since we were talking about Zimbabwe, I'd like to tell you about our history. I don't know why this lady keeps on opening the door, but anyway, it is what it is. Um, so Zimbabwe got its independence in 1980, but official okay, yeah, officially we got the independence in 1980, but independence was won in 1979 around June. So we've been an indep- independent sovereign nation since then. We had we have two presidents, technically three, but we have two presidents in history. One was Robert Mugabe from 1980 to 2017. 18. Yes, 1980. 80 to 2017. Uh, he was removed by a military coup. That was not a coup. Yeah. Uh, Right now we have the second president Emerson Nangagwa who is been doing, down by yeah, the way. Hey, we, we're trying to go back home. Please don't get us banned from our home country. <laughs> um, in terms of our history, so Zimbabwe was colonized by the British Empire uh, by Cecil John Rhodes, to be specific. He used to call the country Rhodesia after himself. Um, it was a deep, deep history since the 18. So it's basically from the 1800s. We had two revolutions. The second one is what got us our independence. From 1980 to today, Zimbabwe has gone from being the number one country in the economy to now, yeah, with the hanging in there. Uh, to being is, the we, country with we're where trying, we're, trying, we're trying to change things. We're trying to change things. Our history is very good, beautiful, but yeah, the people are beautiful. The economy sucks, but yeah, we're working on it all over the world. We find a Zimbabwean. Um, I don't know what else to say. Maybe Fiona can tell us a bit about her lovely country. Tell us something. Oh, I was just going to say that it's the only country where everyone has been a billionaire once in the life. Oh, yeah, that's true. If you look at our history, 2008, I became a trillionaire. 
right now. <laughs> all of us that's, were. That's our history, man. That's our history. <laughs> that how bad the currency is? Yeah. No, that's our, now we don't have a currency. Oh, no, they brought back. They the brought currency. it back. Can you imagine? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, so, yeah. That's very close to Ghana before the devaluation. That's that's what happens. That's some more about Zimbabwe. I'll I'll send y'all guys a better audio with more research on the country. Like, yeah, yeah. I know yeah. I know the history of Zimbabwe is big on my head, but so it's too much information. Overload. Mm-hmm. Anyway, before we love you and leave you, we're just gonna ask for the last word from my two guests. We'll be back next week. Imagine that. But anyway, Miss Fiona, what would you like to say to the people? Stop being racist. Love everybody. You know, be kind to everybody. Come visit Zimbabwe because we love you. Even though you're racist to us, we love you still. We love you here as well. I can't wait to be back and talk more rubbish. You know. But it's good. That just went south. Thank you for having me. And the one Oga chief. My chief. Chief. Okay. First of all, I just want to let y'all know that I'm the CEO of Fresh Zone Records. So in case you're looking for a deal or some, look for a boy if you're good. You know what I mean? Then I want to also let you know that Nigeria is a new cool. So if you're not Nigerian, you should aspire to be one. Get yourself a visa. Speak some patois. You know what I mean? Yeah, we know what you mean. He doesn't even speak patois, but he's Nigerian, yeah? It's actually called Pigeon English. Oh, Pigeon English. You know as they go. Oh, yeah. Nigerian, I know as they go. How far? Yeah, yeah, you, you heard that. To all my Nigerian listeners and followers, hey, it's been nice. We have a good time. I will close as well by saying Maitabasa Tatenda Tokone. I think this girl doesn't really know how this podcast works. We ended with a proverb from our motherland. Oh, that's not very sexual. What are you trying to do? Seduce the audience. Of course. <laughs> the lady's single. Yeah. Oh, oh now she's single. Ooh. I didn't know she's single. <laughs> Give your phone number. Give your phone oh. number. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what? Though you can find me on Instagram. Mm-hmm. My name is Miss Simindo. That's M I S space Z I M H I N D O. All right. Wink, wink. Send me a request. Mm-hmm. I will answer you. You know what I mean? Just hit a girl up. Do you reply your DMs? I reply everybody. Anyway, anyway, <laughs> before this couple starts uh, making it out for me to be in here, let me just give you guys a couple of uh, proverbs. Okay, this one, I do not know what it means. A borrowed field does not finish a tune. I don't know what that means. A bull is not known in two herds. Oh. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, a, c- a careful hyena lives a long time. A coward is no scar. See, cowards do survive. A grilled locust is better than no soup. A ripened fruit does not cling to the vine. Ooh. Alright, uh, and then the last one. This is, I know to all my Shona speaking people, you'd probably be able to translate this. A winning baby that does not cry aloud would die on its mother's back. Uh, I think that translates to Manasinga Cheyman of So please make sure you cry when you feel hungry, when you're uh, facing any form of injustice, speak up. When you're facing anything. Next week we'll be talking about rape. Oh yes. Uh, my boy Jude uh, is coming back. He I'm coming back to loves the topic of consent. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. Yeah, even We're going to be talking. Is a, is a, is a virgin, as he said. Yeah. Ladies, if you're looking for a big black man who is a virgin, find him. Not, we not will also be discussing about. Life, you know? 
Oyinyanye, my lovely girl from South Africa that was brutally murdered last year. No, it was this year. We're going to be talking about that and the rape culture in Africa as well as America and this part as well. All basically rape culture everywhere. You know, that's a very important topic that needs to be talked about. All right. Love you. Gonna leave you. Uh, don't cry. See ya, bonga. See you next week. Boom. Shakalakalak.